Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week I'm speaking to Jessica McGowan and Coco Kasiba, the art director and fashion director, and together the founders of photography magazine Primary Paper. The third issue of the magazine launched here in London last week and they were good enough to stop in at the Stack office the morning after to speak about their big, thick collection of eclectic and arresting photography. As you'll hear, primary paper started without any grand plan. The word they use a couple of times to describe the process is impulsive and I think that sums up this desire to make something that responds to what they see happening in photography right now. I'm sure their frustration will be familiar to lots of people listening to this. They were working freelance as a stylist and a graphic designer, and they wanted to do something that was entirely theirs, focusing on the work they thought was best without any interference from clients or anyone else. This is definitely a magazine that's made with love and dedication, and they're happy to admit there's no business plan behind it. But then their main aim isn't to run a business, it's to make something that can function as a focal point for a community of creative professionals. Of course, since this is a photography magazine, you really do need to see it to appreciate what they're doing. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Jess and Coco, and I hope it makes you want to go out and pick up a copy of Primary Paper for yourself. Hey, Jess, Coco, thank you so much for coming over. <laughs> no worries, nice to be here. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs> so we're catching you the morning after the night before. So yeah. you had the launch of issue three last night. Yes. How'd it go? Good, really good. Um, nice turnout, despite the rain. Um, really nice to like meet all the people that are involved and like put a face to a name. And um, yeah, I think it went really well. It was yeah. chill. It was nice. It was nice. Different to issue one. Issue one was like hectic, hectic. and doing everything. <laughs> and then last night was just nice to kind of like chill yes. and get to know people. So. You, you yeah. sound like you're kind of battle hardened. Like the like the you've kind of learned a little bit along the way. Yeah. Let's let's. <laughs> Let's, let's get into it. So, so first of all, for anyone who's not seen it, tell us what is Primary Paper? Yes. Do you want to go? <laughs> okay. um, well, we first met in New York City through a friend and um, Jess was making some... Uh, you want to talk about that? Your colour? Oh, yeah, my mood boards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was making these mood boards kind of more... Um, like during work processes I'd always have to like make mood boards because I'm a graphic designer work on a lot of branding stuff um and so yeah these were kind of like color inspired mood boards like just using one color in, in a monochromatic way yeah and then Coco saw those yeah and I was yeah. like oh you know I'd love to I've been thinking about making a magazine like what do you think about collaborating doing something together so yeah that was kind of where it started and then we yeah. just got together and spoke through what we'd what we'd want to do and yeah, yeah the first one the first issue was based on color and then we kind of like moved from there and um so each issue has a different theme mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah so so you began with color yeah um the issue that you've just brought out is loosely themed around the environment but I would say not in the typical way that if you tell somebody I've made a photo magazine about environments there are no wind farms in (laughs) (laughs) so so what's the kind of when you're searching for the photography and you're looking at the work you're going to put in what what do you have in mind what's the aim 
Hmm, I guess um, it's like being relevant to the times maybe and what's happening in photography right now. And I come more from like a fashion background. So through those contacts, I'm kind of like looking at what's new, who's new and like up and coming artists. And yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right. That's that's kind of like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, particularly with that's how it kind of originally started. I don't think we even thought about that at the no. time, but we were just like, oh, color issue one. Yeah. And all these photographers at the time were doing this amazing stuff with really saturated, yeah, exactly. beautiful color. Yeah. Um, so that worked out really well. And then we were like, ah, issue two, what do we do? And then we moved into age because that idea is kind of loosely tied to this bigger idea of like primary, which is the name. Yeah. Um, but also super relevant at the time, like photographers are kind of like moving away from shooting just like the typical model, like yeah. young skinny model. And, you know, there's kind of this diversity and like richness of like age. Um, so that was, yeah. And so then, then we got yeah, into issues. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. I think it just kind of comes quite naturally through like yeah. working with um, myself, working with like photographers on other projects too, and just kind of being on that pulse and seeing what's happening out in the world and yeah. just kind of like yeah I'm always really interested to know so when you first had that impulse you wanted to make a magazine mm. why make a magazine <laughs> I mean there's so <laughs> many <laughs> other ways these days that you know you like you could make life so much easier for yourself yes, if you just have like an Instagram account or yeah, something yeah, like what, so yeah. what, what what was the impulse there? I guess for both of us, we were working freelance at the time, like myself as a stylist and Jess as a graphic designer. And it's like finding the time to make your own work and then kind of like having something that's in a physical form rather than just like posting on Instagram felt a bit like, I don't know, redundant or something. Yeah, Yeah, it just felt like we wanted to do something that was ours. And then, yeah, also being caught up in kind of like commercial work um, and not having this like a space to like express your own personal things or what you what you want to put out in the world I don't know so that was kind of our that's been really nice too a lot of photographers that we work with are like oh it's it's a physical printed magazine like yeah like it's kind of nice to have that point of difference um because I feel like if you see something on Instagram or even a website now it's gone from your mind very very quickly so it's nice it's ton more work (laughs) but that's all part of fun and then also being a graphic designer I've got a print background so obviously I I love yeah yeah, to do that so I, I kind of mentioned at the start it sounds like you've learned along the way <laughs> so to tell us <laughs> tell us then what's different now compared to when you were making that first issue mm. oh yeah um, I think um we're spending more, much more time on this one yeah, I, think. I think the first one was quite like yeah. impulsive we right we like, were like it was so we quick two months yeah the first issue yeah. happened so quickly because I was moving to Berlin so I was leaving New York yeah. and also like traveling through it I was like I'm gonna work on this while I'm traveling in Italy for a month and then I was like what was I thinking this is crazy (laughs) um so we did it yeah like all really quickly like sent out a brief to the photographers they shot we produced everything and we all had this deadline too I was actually going back to New York um for my friend's wedding and so we're like we'll do the launch in October because I'm back in New York that one week and so it just kind of gave us like this really short timeline and we just like made it happen. Yeah. I think issue two and three, we spent like a lot more time like 
reviewing yeah. proofing and print process and paper and like just like mm. and even who we what, peaked yeah, yeah. So, but even I feel like once you've got the first one out it's almost like there's like a bit of a relief and you're like yeah oh now we can kind of like I don't know just sit back think about it a bit more think about it yeah because yeah. the first one I don't know it just came very quickly mm. and it was I guess a more nice. impulsive. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, let's do it. There's something nice about that, though. Yeah, how quick? Because now happen. I think we think about it more. Yeah, we're like, oh. we think too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like changing like the tiniest things, like the baseline yeah. grid, and being like, oh my god, do it. like that's just technical graphic design stuff. But yeah. like, I'm like finessing maybe too much. Yeah, but I think it's good. I think yeah. each issue's got better. So. Yeah. yeah. It's a good present. Yeah. And so what do you put that down to then? What like what do you see kind of evolving along the way aside from tweaking mm. baseline grids? Yes. <laughs> um I don't know. Yeah. Um I think this issue quality print quality is a bit better, yeah. evolving a bit more. Yeah. Um I just maybe diversity in the content like yeah I think so yeah like the first issue was kind of mostly New York and London people yeah and people Um, that we knew maybe yeah and then it's kind of developed a bit more people got in touch with us so then we have a bit more to pick from we're kind of like okay let's like pick maybe this person instead rather than just going with who you knew Mm -hmm. yeah Um, right yeah I think think that's true I feel like this issue particularly feels a bit more worldly like the stories some of the stories are like from this like world the cover stories from this world nomadic games and like I can't say that place Kazakhstan yeah that one (laughs) um yeah which is amazing like I don't know how else we would have ever been able to access like content from somewhere like that yeah it's true and even last night um at the launch a girl's come to us and said a girl that's Mm. contributed Ecuador before she's like oh I'm going to Jamaica you know what about us doing a story for you then you know so I think I don't know there's we've got lots of Mm threads out there I think and it's like spreading yeah so so tell me a bit about so that cover story you mentioned so the the world nomad games which I think was in Kyrgyzstan it's like held every (laughs) held every two years so the so I mean clearly something that needs a lot of planning for the photographer to get there I looked at those images and assumed that that was stuff that had been shot already and then they came to you afterwards and said here okay yeah yeah that's what happened yeah um, that's, we yeah. yeah approached Sophie the Sophie Stafford the um photographer and we were like we just love your work I think we'd seen it in a few different publications she's recently been in um and we were like this is the theme of our next issue like is there anything you'd like to contribute or something you've got already shot or you'd like to shoot um and she had this and she's got a book coming out um with us so she's working with another creative director on that um and she showed us and we were just like these are amazing (laughs) and she actually sent us two because of the book she was like there was limited what she could share with us um and so then she was like but I have this other story which is the Iranian wrestlers which is also probably my second favorite story it's It's so cute and so yeah so she shared all this with us and then we just made selects from there Um, and and so do you like when you're putting the magazine together do you have a little tally running in your head of this was original shot for us this was something that existed before and is that important to you yeah I would say so Mm. I guess um there's there's either photographers coming to us with ideas of like new projects that they want to shoot with a stylist and it's usually like a team that they've worked with before Mm. 
or it's someone who maybe takes more portrait style pictures that has like personal work that they want to share so yeah I guess it's a mixture of both and we kind of keep a tally of what's what's happening yeah. yeah what stories are being kind of confirmed along the way and make sure they're not kind of conflicting in any way mm-hmm. so yeah because yeah. I mean I imagine also it takes a lot of resources yeah. to make this stuff happen I mean like yeah. traveling to Kyrgyzstan <laughs> or the yeah, you know exactly. or, or even something closer to home but the yeah. the production that goes into it exactly yeah it's we're very lucky I think and very fortunate yeah. that our photographers are so generous with the content that they give yeah. us and how much money they invest in that um and yeah, I think that's. I think they're nice. quite happy to yeah, to contribute. So. Yeah, just because a lot of photographers these days don't have um, anywhere to print those pictures, and they yeah. like they quite enjoy seeing that in print. So mm. I think yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they have personal work that they've not used or not, you know, not put out there in the world anywhere. So yeah, I, I think, think we it's a nice try not to um, control their creativeness as too much too I think a lot of them probably in more commercial work or even other editorials they do have to sort of work to a brief Mm. yeah our brief is just like the theme (laughs) and it comes with a mood board (laughs) and that's it and so then they can kind of like from there I mean that and that is very common uh, I, yeah. I think it's the trade-off isn't it uh, yes. for like you know yeah. you, to, it also must be an expensive magazine for you to make I mean it, it's yeah. a big yeah. thick <laughs> heavy magazine yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like do, do you have uh, do you have like a, an aim for it in terms of when it needs to pay you or pay for itself mm-hmm. or <laughs> there's some pain, we've got some pained looks coming yeah, back at me like, here uh, we don't have a we business plan. We don't, have, don't we really have anything planned yet. Hoping it'll even out eventually. Yeah. No, we haven't like forecast too much. Um, yeah. yeah, when we started, we were just kind of like, we'll just this is. It also like it's the same way the photographers are investing in their own stories. We're investing yes, in no. the magazine, exactly. and um, hopefully one day. I don't know if we need it to turn into some huge thing. We're not trying to be like a big. Mm. Condé Nast type publication I think if it turns out like well and we eventually make money yeah. <laughs> even exactly. out we'll be good. I mean if, remember we first spoke about it being digital and then we oh, have yes. spoken about that but yeah. then we're like oh, I don't know it's not such a shame it's not being, yeah I, think. I know it would be so much cheaper though <laughs> <laughs> it would be <laughs> like, so who knows oh. down the line yeah, yeah. yeah. hosting is a lot cheaper than printing no yeah. that's for sure so <laughs> Assuming then you stay in print, you mm. keep doing this thing fundamentally because you want to and, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and because you can. I guess that means that there must have to be something in it for you in terms of the interest or the challenge. Mm. Yeah. So what, what does this magazine need to do in that respect then to keep you interested and, and keep you going? I guess, <laughs> I think um, just like, pushing boundaries and supporting a community that's how it feels for me like it's like Mm. I guess when I was first starting starting out as a stylist it's like there weren't that many platforms where you could just do whatever you want or kind of feel an approach feel like it's an approachable magazine where you could be like hey I have an idea so I guess I I kind of like that about it so people can come to us and be open and like have an idea and we're quite Mm. we're quite happy for them to like you know yeah do what they love and, yeah. and put something out there you know so I guess for me that's like yeah I, mean, yeah. I think um 
yeah, just continuing to get really amazing people. It gives yeah. us such an opportunity to like connect with these totally people, even exactly. if it's just like a relationship forming thing. Yeah. Um, but it's super nice. I think that's kind of, and also I get to design a magazine yeah. completely yeah. without a client. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody's listening to this, then they're a photographer, they yeah. want to get in touch with you. Yeah. It, do you like formally put out like an open call or, or should people just drop your line as and when? Yeah, yeah they can just uh, send us an email. Yeah, and yeah. we'll get back to them. I mean, we have, as it's just the two of us, we yes. have not been good <laughs> at getting back to people yeah. recently. Um, yeah. But the start of each issue, we'll like go back through and just like, yeah. you know, be in touch with people and make sure that we got good con- contributors for the next one. Yeah. So go on, what is that email address? Oh, yeah. uh, info at primary-paper.com. Perfect. Excellent. And so mm-hmm. when do you start thinking about issue four then? Uh, <laughs> probably now. Yeah. <laughs> last, so when the last two times we've sort of basically started straight away and start concepting. I think the issue one, we were literally on the bus to set up for the, um, the event and we were like, what are what we going to do for issue yeah, two? Um, yeah, I think we should think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, we've done a lot in, it's been just over a year and we've done three issues, so I think we might chill for a couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it will definitely be in the new year that we'll start thinking. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're not tempted to, because, I mean, three in just over a year is like, that's rapid. That's, yeah. that's really intense. I mean, the, yeah. you like, do you feel like maybe you'd settle into like a biannual kind of rhythm or something? Mm. Or do you just want to leave it as free as it can be? Well, that kind of was the plan that to do. Yeah, plan. two per year. So um, mm. I guess we have been thinking about doing annually too. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Biannual yeah. or annual. We'll mm-hmm. just keep it to two or one. Yeah. See well, it's... An amazing thing with some beautiful photography so um i hope this one goes really well and um good luck with getting that next one together right. thank you, thank so, you so, so much, much. thanks for having it Okay, that's all for this week. I'd like to say thanks again to Jess and Coco for coming over and speaking to me and for being so open about the way they're learning along the way. I'm recording this on Friday the 20th of December and this is my last day in the office before I go away for Christmas. So this is the last episode of the Stack Podcast in 2019. We've had a crazy busy run into the end of the year, which means I haven't managed to get ahead of myself and record any extra interviews. So the podcast will be back in 2020 but it might take us a week or two to get things up and running again thank you very much for listening to the podcast this year and if you've bought magazines from the stack shop thanks for buying from us or if you subscribe to our monthly surprise deliveries and even bigger thanks for that those are the things that make money for us and that's what means we can keep on doing what we do helping more people to discover more of the best independent magazines If you're listening to this at the end of 2019, I hope you have a happy and restful end to the decade. And of course, I hope you'll follow us on SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts so we can deliver our next episode to you as soon as it's ready sometime at the start of the new year. Happy Christmas, happy holidays, and we'll be back at the start of 2020.